Hey, and welcome to Game Week 3 of the Dad FC Football Podcast. Jan, how are you doing? Good. Yeah, good man. Last. This is the last day today of uh, of annual leave of two weeks. The last so, day? The last day, yeah, of annual leave. You time that. We should have had one more day because then you could have watched the transfer window come in. I know, I. Well, I'll probably still watch it to be fair, but, um, but I'm in the office tomorrow um, for the first time in, in two weeks. So, yeah, just being out and about with the family and that kind of thing. How about well, you? Been busy? Mum's 65th, so I went over over Bishop for a, a big <laughs> wild 65th birthday party. You know? But yeah, it was just, just with the family, a couple of drinks, sleepless nights, because it was the first time Jack met his cousin, so a little Rosie, six oh, weeks really? old. So uh, there was a competition to see which one was going to wake, <laughs> wake up who. <laughs> but yeah, transfer window though, there's not much to talk about this week, is there? Oh, aye, nothing. Yeah, no. nothing's happened. Absolutely nothing's happened in the transfer window, except for the return of the king. Yeah, the big man's back. Uh, so yeah, we've got a bunch of games to talk about, we've got loads to talk about on the transfer market and we promise we're going to keep this episode less than the last one. So yeah, Dad FC, if you're in the morning, grab a coffee, listen along. If you're in the evening, grab a cold one and come and join us. Let's talk some football. Let's do it. So, game week three, Jan, suppose... There's only one place we can start. The big one. St James's Park. No, no, let's leave that <laughs> Yeah, we'll skip that one this week. But yeah, we're Anfield. Yeah. Anfield and you called it, mate, so I'll let you take the lead on yeah, this one. Yeah, one one. Yeah, call, didn't call the sending off to be fair, but uh yeah. This is the sort of the first title challengers clash, wasn't it? I think why these head-to-heads are so important between the top fours because I think they're so far ahead yeah. ahead of the 16 teams so these head-to-heads could be where the, the games are, are won and lost and I know it's game game week three there's still 35 games to go but when it gets to the end of the season and, and there's one or two points in it these these games are going to come back to, to really mean something yeah yeah I think if you remember sort of back in the day of Mourinho when he was in his sort of heyday and his pomp at sort of Chelsea they used to go away to their rivals and not lose, mm-hmm. and then win all their home games against the big, sort of the big hitters for the league. So I think this, this to me is a bit of a marker laid down by Chelsea. Um, I know obviously they end up sort of hanging on, but they looked so good defensively. And so that's the Champions League final which they kept City out, and now they like, obviously going down to ten men and Liverpool not really. This game is summed up as a. For me, I think it was a masterclass by by Tuchel in management. Yeah, yeah. And not to beat them before we even get to their game, but two teams went down to ten men, and there was one manager who reacted really well to it, and one just sat in his hands and hoped for the best. And yeah, you can see what happens. So let's let's jump to the the goal. The first goal was Havertz from the corner. Yeah, outrageous header. Yeah, like when the because I watched a normal player. Um, <laughs> And I saw the saw the goal. I didn't. I was waiting. Who was that? I wondered who it was going to be. He was like one of the last people I yeah, imagined yeah. to score a header from a corner because it was a great run. Yeah, across the front, sort of from post on it. Yeah, it's a good header. Like, do you think he means? Because I know Gary Neville said it in commentary. He said he means it, but that's because it was against Liverpool and Neville hates Liverpool, so <laughs> he obviously meant. He obviously meant it. But um, do you think he meant it? Or was he fitting at the back stick? Uh, as a, as a forward, I think he, I think he's always going to say he's meant it, but. Well, there's only one person ever knows the answer. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but no, it was a good header. Um, and in actual fact, that was probably against the run of play because 
I think like Liverpool had been good early, early mm-hmm. on. Without creating, there was that one chance that um, from that pass from Trent into um, I call him Trent as if I know. Yeah, we made. I Trent and that pass into Henderson. Yeah, and Henderson saw his name in lights and thought, "I'm just tapping this in the top bin here." And obviously, <laughs> just straight across a sixty-yard box. Yeah. I mean, it's hard that left foot coming over his shoulder, but that was a brilliant pass. But other than that, they didn't really create that many chances. But they were definitely on top of Liverpool. It's it was a very open game from early on. I thought yeah. it'd be like a game of chess to where to start off, where they might just try and pull each other, see what's going on. But like, do you think the fans have made a difference in that? Because if you remember last season, lots of the big games were like KG. Man United were involved in a couple of KG sort of nil nils where clearly teams didn't want to get beat. Mm-hmm. But in this, it was a bit more. It, it was such a good tempo for the first until the sending off. It was such a brilliant game of football to watch. Do you think that's because the fans are like you know the cop roaring on Liverpool that kind of thing? Totally, look at Liverpool last year at home. Yeah, they lost. Was it six on the bounces? Yeah, fair. Yeah. yeah, so I think fans are definitely making made a uh, positive, and then some grounds will be right. <laughs> <a> negative. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So let's jump to the um, to the actual red card and the pen. Was it red card for you? Yeah, nice red card. Yeah, yeah. I do. Like, I think he's moved his arm. Like, so I know I've, I've listened to. Other pundits and put some people saying that it wasn't and it's sort of popped off his knee, but he's he's there's definitely a, he's moved his arm sort of across his body mm-hmm. and it's going in, it's like it's absolutely going in. So, yeah, I couldn't see what all the fuss was about for me. It's, a, it's you can see it's off his thigh, it's a double movement, whatever. It's, he's t- his hand on the line, stopped the goal going in, it's a penalty in a red card all day long. Yeah, what, what I think hasn't been spoken about enough for me is the fact that um, you got the Champions League. Current Champions League winners and the last Champions League winners, and that goal was a proper pinball. That was a proper goal mouth. It was like <laughs> nine attempts. It was great. It was like that should have been in Stoke Burnley or something like that. That uh, hasn't been mentioned enough. But yeah, um, I think it was a red card. I but it did change the game and it kind of ruined the game, didn't it? Really, it made the game so much everyone wasn't expecting it to be. But I think we'll get. I think looking back at that game, Chelsea will take a lot more from it than, oh, than Liverpool. Going away, going down to ten men. Well, here's a question for you: If it stays 11-11, 11 versus eleven, yeah, who wins? Because um. <clears throat> Chelsea were on top at that point. Um, Mount should have made a two 0 which we, we, yeah, 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 he had a great chance. And that was that was classic. That that's what the cackle will bring. Yeah, that back to goal. Because he did that a few times when they were down to ten men and was basically playing up top by himself. Like Kovacic played him in as well, yeah. second half, didn't he? Yeah, but um, I reckon. I would have still been 1-1 because that's what I said. Love <laughs> <laughs> well, say I think it was 2-1 because I said 2-1. <laughs> yeah, um, Maybe we should have like an asterisk so if someone gets sent off the game it becomes void. <laughs> nah, nah. I'd call that and I'd factor that in. Yeah. But um, no, nah, I think I still think it should have been a... You, you don't know because Chelsea may have not sat deep. They may have, they, they may have left more space by opening up a little bit more. Um, which would have... One thing I will, will say is Liverpool fans, so I was going to leave this for any other business, but there's so much to talk about, so I'll kind of cram it in now. Liverpool fans must be a bit sort of, they must be a bit upset, or a bit, they can't be happy with their recruitment over the last sort of year or so, because if you think about who they've, they're starting, I am just seeing starting lineup from 12, 18 months ago, two years ago, except Jota, that's the one difference. So they brought in players like Minamino, who hasn't really got a look in, um, have obviously got a Rigi who they don't fancy as well up top and I think they really struggle and obviously they brought Thiago in but mm-hmm. it was it never really fitted Thiago as a signing because he has this sort of like a classic ticky tack of Barca way of playing football 
he's not the hustle and bustle of centre midfield that, that Klopp likes. Mm-hmm. So I would say the reason I don't think they can win the league is just because they haven't improved and everyone else has improved massively in their recruitment. So they were relying on sort of Harvey Elliott, this 18-year-old kid, to be the sort of creator from the middle of the park, which is a bit... And Van Dyke back. He's like, yeah, a, new, he's like a new signing. <laughs> That's what Bruce Lewis said. It was. <laughs> he's like a new signing, yeah, absolutely. But obviously they'll be defensively better, but... I do, I do think that they must be a bit disgruntled with the with the fact that they haven't gone out and got a marquee centre midfield signing. See, there's been some reports I've been reading this week where um, they think Liverpool is saving the money this season and and maybe going for a, like a huge marquee world class player in the next couple of windows, but rather because they can't compete this window with how much cash they have available. Okay. That they may be saving it and going for like a worldie. Yeah. In, in the next one or two. That'd be interesting because, in actual fact, if you think how they spent money a couple of years back, they spent the Coutinho money, didn't they? They got 140 million was it euros from Barca for mm-hmm. Coutinho, and then they spent the, the bought Van Dijk and Allison, and that was the sort of the difference in, in shoring them up from Mignolet and um, Lovren. <laughs> so, yeah, so they were I maybe mean, they had four or five like mistakes a season each. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean. That was one point I was going to bring up later on, but I just thought I'd just come it in. But yeah, all in all, I thought this was a, the first half was a brilliant spectacle to watch for like just a good football game. The second half was, like you say, it was a tactical masterclass by Tuchel. It was a game for the purists, wasn't it? Yeah, like the, the, the first half was a good advert for football, mm-hmm. and the second half was someone that could sit there and appreciate like the way that the defence. Like, I haven't got it put down either, like a foosball table. Like the the Chelsea team just didn't move once he once they had like the instructions at half time. He made two substitutions at half time as well. Yeah. Uh, he took Havertz off, didn't he? Havert, that... Havertz, um and Kante came off as well. Yeah, that was an injury, wasn't it? Yeah. Kovic came off. Kovic and Thiago Silva came on, and the the way they lined up, they had the five at the back, and then the the midfield stood right in front of them, and you could see just went backwards and forwards, moved up together. So like, compact, yeah. So disciplined and. Yeah, that was just how to how to defend. He's got he's got the th- three at the back and the three five whatever you want to call it, how we how he said he's got that down to fine art playing at three at the back. Mm-hmm. He plays they, they are they are so well drilled and they yeah they they defensively are brilliant. That was class. Good game. Liverpool gave away a lot of fouls in the second half. I think Chelsea were clever and played for them. Yeah, because yeah. it, it just broke down the momentum and like you could sense the crowd was getting a little bit more frustrated as well. So. Yeah, Liverpool won, Chelsea won. Anything else we can take from that, Jan? I still, I still think. Like I say, I think it's a, it was a, a bit of a punch landed by Chelsea. This to go at ten men away from home, <clears throat> and um, and you know, sort of fortress Anfield that it has been in the past, and come away with because they got beat there two 0 last season, I think. Or was that right? Maybe I just made that up. <laughs> um, um, but. Yeah, I think that was a bit of a marker set down by by Chelsea, and the most imp- I think the the biggest point and the bigger point in that is is the fact that when it came to breaking a team down, Liverpool really they struggled. They didn't create anything, did they? Set half, yeah. Except that one Salah chance, which if he's on his left foot, he puts it in the top bag probably, but it's on his right foot, and so he sort of. I thought that. This is my opinion, but I, I got confused. Why didn't Liverpool try and let Chelsea come out a little bit? Because yeah. they almost look comfortable defending on the edge of the 18 now box, like, look, you're not going to get past her. And they almost like, should have let them come out a little bit to try and create some space. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, th- I thought very surprised that Liverpool didn't break them down. I bet you're too cool saying, though, 
don't go chasing the ball, don't go pressing, mm-hmm. don't press out the pitch, leave Lukaku up there, let's go long to him if we need to, or let's play into him, his feet if we need to, and let's sit and let's tuck the two wing backs in, mm-hmm. give him no space to get in behind. It was it, he's he is good, isn't he? Yeah. And when he came when he first came to Chelsea, I'm like I think that's a wrong signing and Really? It's a good job we knew the podcast because I was back then because I sounded very silly <laughs> with that prediction. Yeah, he's been he's been classed. Um yeah, I think I said they win the league and I think that was a that's a big point that won Anfield. Definitely. One other point before I'm, before we leave this game, uh, is Harvey Elliott. Yeah. When he when he started against Burnley, I thought he was just gonna get sort of the roles against like the no disrespect, like the lower league teams mm-hmm. uh at home, maybe get like the other start start off the bench. Get the odd, odd shot off the bench uh, yeah. away from home, but him starting to Chelsea shows you how highly rated he is by by Klopp. Yeah, he he's got loads of confidence. Takes the ball in good areas. Like he he doesn't mind sort of stepping with the ball as well, carrying it a little bit. Whereas that's what that's what I think. I think that's what they thought they'd signed when they signed Naby Keita. Mm-hmm. But because he, he can carry the ball, but he just for one reason or another hasn't had a look in. And imagine Thiago. Who yeah. is like he put a ball on like I don't know on a postage stamp from like forty five yards away, not being able to no he's where's he Barcelona Bayern Munich, mm-hmm. not not getting a game and some eighteen year old kid is is playing. It, it is it is a fair point. He's a massive sort of kudos to him. I think it's Klopp senior. I, I definitely trust you because he could be a name that we're talking about for years and years to come. Yeah, if, if Klopp's thinking he's that can play in these bigger games at such a young age, like, that's a potential superstar. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the reason why they're not saying if they're not going to sign somebody who can you know, see a pass in the middle of the park or who can sort of break a line or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that could, that could be one of the reasons why they're not going to spend 60, 70 million on, on another set of midfielder because they see him is he's so good for 18. Mad. Mad. Maybe a star. Okay, Liverpool 1, Chelsea 1. Let's go on to the, the next game Man City <coughs> versus Arsenal. Yeah. So Man City, they are massively struggling without a striker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you, you heard, heard of it before. We were talking like, are City going to struggle without a recognised uh, out and out striker? And <laughs> I think it's proven that they're scoring five goals for fun. They all played Jesus, didn't they? We played him out wide. Yeah, he actually he scored as well. Yeah, he did I? Yeah, they, <clears throat> this was um, this was like a tale of sort of classic. This was classic Pep again, wasn't it? This the kind of game you expect. Yeah. I think you said 3-0 and I'd said 4-0 on this, so we both expected a fairly comfortable win for, for City. But I would I think as good as City were, Arsenal were actually horrific to watch. Yeah. I, like they were so bad. Arsenal's one of these teams where I don't I don't really care if they do well or don't do well. Do you know there's one of them clubs where they they're just there? You, you, some yeah. clubs you like, some you dislike Arsenal's just I'm quite indifferent towards, uh-huh. but watching these, I was feeling frustrated for Arsenal fans. Yeah, absolutely. Like the, I've watched football now for for 25, 30, 30 35 years. Five years. Not 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 quite. <laughs> and you've always had Arsenal's that sturdy defence. Like they always had like that solid backbone. And even when they weren't at the best, you always knew there was like a spine to them. And this was like horrible. To, it was like embarrassing to watch. I'm gonna look at so they've got Tierney. Playing, so they played five at the back. They're Tierney, who, who is injury prone, but is very, very good. Um, after Tierney, they had uh, Kolasinac, um, who I'm sure is a left back playing sort of 
straight out of the year, Steve was played with playing a right back in <laughs> right sort of right centre half. So he played at left centre half of the three, then Rob Holden, then Chambers, and then Cedric at right back. I don't, none of them getting any other, not one of them getting any other top, um, top six. I thought Chambers was an embarrassment to himself. Yeah, he's but he's he's an average, he's a pretty average football player. I don't think he's he's shouldn't be playing at that level and expected to. But regardless of how good he is, yeah, I, th- I thought it was embarrassing. Was it the the first or the second goal where the ball came in from the free kick and he oh, went and he went down, claiming he got like hit in the face or whatever? Like you're supposed yeah, to be the, the Terry Butcher, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the Tony Adams of the past, or like just ah, oh, like he's let his man go, hoping he's going to get a free kick. Yeah. And was that was Torres got that one? I was was that was that header from the was it was it free kick? Yeah, the second goal. Sorry, I missed the first one, but the the second goal. This one where, where Chambers went soft. Yeah, it was a free kick from from way out, just drifted across. He'd gone down because he was supposed yeah, to be marking right. Torres, and it was just a, a tap in at the the back post. I think they pulled it apart a match of the day as well and said the same thing. It was just like, what? Well, you can't you can't go down and claim a foul there. You got to go win the ball. But yeah, I just think that back that back five is just like really really bang average, and mm-hmm. there's. They've spent money and obviously got Ben White to stick in there as well, but he—I don't think he's the answer to that. Like, no, no, not at all, at all. Which is, which is, I, I do kind of feel. I know we sort of hammered him in the first sort of podcast, <laughs> but like, um, which we didn't. We just said that he probably wouldn't have his best season there. I just, he's probably sitting there thinking, "Oh God, what have I come here for?" Yeah, he's just come. He's got, got them all pressure of fifty mil, and Arsenal's kind of got to rebuild and. If he's been brought in as one of them players, like he's one of the players that they're going to rebuild around, and all of yeah. a sudden the, the pressure's um, absolutely massive now on him. And then you go 2 0 down early on at the end, he had all you need to do is like solidify, try and keep it, don't concede again, get the half time, figure out what's going on. And then one of your most experienced players who's just got a new contract and has the captain's armband when he fancies wearing it, goes two footed in. <laughs> it was an get, awful tackle, wasn't it? And gets his 11th red card of his career. Yeah, he's fourth in, in Arsenal colours, I think I read, which is the most since of any player in the Premier League since 1617. Is it? Season, I think. But if anyone else, it's Jack we're talking about here. Like, it's such a brand a challenge if he catches him. It's a, it's a naughty challenge. Luckily, he gets. I can't remember who's got the challenge. Luckily, he doesn't. Cancelo, maybe? I think it's Cancelo. Doesn't hurt him. Like, I know he gets, gets clipped on the pitch, but such a, everyone knows the, the rules of the game now. You kind of do that. You come off your feet. You're not having control of the tackle. It's a straight red. You kind of complain about it. You've you've never been able to do that in Jacka's career. That's how long ago those kind of tackles were that allowed. Mm-hmm. It's like it's he's ne- he's never been able to do that kind of tackle. Yeah. So it's hard. Like it's like it's like trying to change Sunes. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's like never been able to tackle like that. So yeah. but yeah, his sendings off always seem to be just a bit of mindless. Like it's as if he's saying, you know what? And I, you don't want to ever say this because you don't. He's a professional lot, but. Part of it must be just like either he's seen red or he just has thought, I've had enough here. Yeah. So and that's this afternoon. Yeah, so you'll get both. And then yeah. you get left to ten men against City. Like it's it's only gonna go one way and it's turned into a training game. That third the third goal was was probably the worst of all. That's the pass in the midfield. I think it's in a top is it was it a Torres? I think it was in a Torres, Ferran Torres in midfield and he's got like so much space. And he can turn just, just honestly, it's such a bad goal to concede. And he plays that wide, he comes back in from Grealish and gets tapped in. But um, mm-hmm. it's just such a bad goal to concede. The way, like, how can somebody get, how can the ball get played off from the back into midfield without any pressure within like sort of fifteen yards of the ball? Um, so it was a good goal, though, Rodri. Uh, yeah, he got, he got the fourth. 
and he, yeah. looked, he looked like he almost just passed the ball Aye. in from about 25 yards out the, yeah that's a good finish yeah great finish right right in the corner but it, when he hit the ball I was like oh this seems like a bit of nothing and all of a sudden he guns straight in the bottom corner yeah it was a good goal that. I think um, <clears throat> Grealish starting to play a little bit more Still yeah. looking, looking at his fitting in I know I sort of said a kind of bit of a call last week that I didn't think he was going to have as good a season as everyone thought he would be in, in that City team but definitely looked like he's starting to kind of playing sort of build some he, he, he sort of searches for the ball a lot doesn't he because he likes yeah. the ball at his feet which I think Pep will, will definitely drill out of him and yeah. get him, Pep will get him more disciplined in where he wants him which is like high and wide and stretch and play I suppose that's when you're playing with better players he doesn't have to go looking for the ball yeah. as much yeah because it's not him carrying the team all the time yeah totally so he gets to stay in his position gets more of a licence to run yeah and it also holds the, the defence a little bit wider because you kind of Absolutely, yeah. When Grealish has just stood out on the wing, you kind of just leave him there. Just yeah, full backs are going to go up right. Yeah, with him. Yeah, absolutely. All this as well. I think about all this without De Bruyne. I was going to mention that as well. Like he's he's not even fit. And then when he's got the three or four nil, and Arsenal must be starting to flag. And then the subs up Man City bring on Mares coming on and Sterling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was devastated when that fifth went in. To be fair, because I'd caught um, so. I would I call four nil? You call four, I, yeah. I was devastated when that fifth went in. I trying to text you. I was like, "Get him! I'm glad the fifth's gone in." I was good, but um, yeah, that was just a dominant one. Um, I'd be worried about Arsenal though. No goals, um, and like you say, like when you when you sort of your um, experienced pros are doing that. Yeah, but it's just indicative of what what they've they've recruited. They've recruited so badly that they really have. Like it's just. Really, really average the recruitment. Erdegaard, thirty million. He's, he'll be a decent signing, but I don't think any of the other top six teams of would be sort of oh, devastated that Erdegaard's gone there. But um, if you, if you look at their 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 leaders, so Ambang Yang's being Bamiyang, yeah. being uh-huh. captain. Like, did you see his body language? He was like, was, he, it, he was it the second? Did, the second goal went in. His body language dipped. His head went down, and he just looked like he didn't want to be there, which is understandable. But when you have got the captain's armbands, a certain like expectation like you've you've got to carry the team no matter what's going on do, do yeah do absolutely I mean? yeah it's like it's like the best the kind of the best player who's always going to start is the default captain rather mm. than the player who's going to be like pulling everyone up by the bootstraps and all that kind of thing which Aubameyang's not that he doesn't seem to be somebody who would be shouting or screaming and he also doesn't seem to be somebody who would lead massively by example on like his work ethic because he's not yeah. I don't think he's a lazy player but he but he's certainly not someone like you know you see Bruno Fernandes and he's irritating he's always running he's always chasing things down he's always trying to like, get the press going one way he's, all, he's always leading the team from even from having got the ball Yeah, you don't see that from a, I don't know different players but from Obama Yang and then you've got someone like Jagger who did have the armband as he mentioned before mm-hmm. and he's just I mean 11 seconds off how, how long has he been playing for now maybe like what like 8, nine, nine seasons or something I don't know it's, it's every year Guaranteed, yeah. he's guaranteed red every year. So that is you mentioned that, Jan, like for Arsenal's start and there's the stats flying out everywhere. If you're any sort of football fan you would have heard stats happening every every week and yeah. right now it's their worst start since nineteen fifty four. Yeah. Zero goals conceded, however many it nine, is. Nine I think it is, isn't it? Nine? nine goals is it? Like, that's just embarrassment and he's gonna be so grateful for this international break now where I know there's some players heading off to go and play for their countries, but the team that's staying at HQ, there's got to be some home truths and yeah. and who wants to play, put your hand up and I know we're 24 hours before the transfer window closes here, 
I can't see them doing too much business. And then right, it's about 130 million of them now. Ramsdale, Ramsdale, Erdegaard, Ben White. So there's, there, yeah, there's like 110, isn't it? Because Ramsdale was 30 million, Erdegaard was 30 million, Ben White was 50 million, so there's 110 million straight away. 110 million for, for nobody that really massively improves you? Like Erdegaard, you wouldn't say Erdegaard is a million miles better than like sort of Smith Rowe. Mm -hmm. he's, he's definitely a better player, he's more accomplished than that, in, in, but Smith Rowe, I think, will get there, that kind of standard of player, but. Like, yeah, and, you, you know, you're not looking at Erdogan thinking, "Oh, he's the one that's gonna." He's just you're basically saying the same play you had of half of last season when you're also rubbish. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so it's just the thirty million pound signing to stay the same. I think we might be looking a good, good bet there when we said he might be the first to get the sack. Yeah, and you, you know, Norwich game is a massive game next there. They've got Norwich. Norwich at home. I mean, that is if Norwich can go there and like sneak a sneak a point or, or get yeah. a win. Imagine Norwich one nil awful win. Literally, the two worst teams are going at each other. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge game. If all the while Spurs are top of the league, <laughs> the fans must be sick. I do feel sorry for them a bit because I just think it's a really badly managed club from off the field as much as it is on the field, which is also mm. awful. Yeah, totally. Well, I think we should stop bringing on Arsenal yeah, yeah. fans now. Yeah. Um, next, I think we're going to Wolves. Yep, Wolves. So, Wolves, I thought they were the better side. Yeah. Um, I mentioned this last week, Traore. I don't know how many opp opportunities you're still giving him to to keep running and produce nothing. I know he's creative. I know he takes players on, and he, he looks great in the highlights reel. But it's fifty odd games now with with two goals return. Wolves with fifty odd attempts this season, no goals. I know. Yeah, it's mad because they did. They played really well. They played well every game. Every yeah, they game. have to. Yeah, yeah. But the like. A United team that had some of the Sancho started, didn't he? So they mm -hmm. had some of the big guns out. Um, they'd obviously dropped Martial back to the bench, which I think is a good move. So yeah. they, they, I, I fancied this to be a different kind of United performance. I thought United would maybe, with the inclusion of Sancho and like Greenwood another season on that kind of thing, I thought this would be a game where they maybe dictated and could break a team down that were going to sit in. But they just. They just look really sort of easily cut through, and like you say, if Triori could finish his dinner, they they would um, they could have been more attuned. And it was Trincao had chance at at some points. I was like, how have they not scored? Because like, <laughs> I watched this game thinking like, like he has double save. I mean, that was second half, but it was like outrageous. Yeah. Like, how did they not score? But you're right. Like, I, I do think Jimenez will find his feet again, but he just needs to stay in the box. I think. I was also thinking when so Man United didn't play very well. No. Uh, they didn't create very much. They looked out of ideas quite a lot of the time, yeah. and they were just passing it forward. Uh, there wasn't enough movement, and very often Pogba ended up playing it backwards, which has been shown in lots of breakdowns. And this kind of reminded me of when Man United, because we grew up watching United in like the the nineties and the the, the noughties, and yeah. that's what that was classic Ferguson United. Play awful and win one 0 Yeah, yeah. So is that a sign of a team that can win the league? No. No, <laughs> <laughs> that would be it. Would be if City and Chelsea weren't winning five 0 <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, like City and although this will happen to City as well, City will run out of ideas and people will defensively will sit in and they'll not be able to break them down. It's happened a few times before, but I I just don't think United will win the league because I just, I just don't think there's enough. Like Dan James wouldn't be starting anywhere else. I know he hasn't. He won't start as much now, and mm -hmm. um, but. He's just like 
what Ronaldo had in that team when Sancho gets gets bedded in. I think Sancho will be a massive signing for them. I think they lack the lack somebody who on the break, yeah, playing sort of one two touch stuff into Fernandez and he pops it off somewhere and it it goes wide and they sort of sweep forward with obviously I know he's injured he's had his surgery with Rashford but when Rashford and kind of Greenwood and they're flying up the pitch they look great but when they've had to dig in and actually pick a mm-hmm. team apart I think Sancho will be a, a big thing for them I think Ronaldo I think Ronaldo was a good signing it's a signing born out of not wanting him to go to City <laughs> I think I generally think that's true I don't I think they couldn't live with like the legend that he's like one of the best players ever thing just tarnishing that and going to Man City because so do we talk Ronaldo now or do you save that to the end? Nah, save, it, save, save it to the end. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We've got to give him enough time. Oh, he's the big man, isn't he? So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think one thing as well, Pogba, is he, should he be sent off for that? I know Sooness was obviously... Sooness wants to dig it straight into Pogba, didn't he? I love the fact how Sooness got stuck in and like, that's a leg breaker. And he kept, yeah, and kept then escalating, didn't he? But then he had to correct himself because like, some of them videos of and um, clips of like Sooness playing like he was a horrendous like tackler like and he was known for putting some studs down people's shins and he, oh, actually, he was like yeah he'd be doing it sort of ahead of the game he's thinking I'm getting him yeah but he had to correct himself because he must have knew he was going to get that much stick he's like look I know I've done some stupid stuff in the past <laughs> yeah. and uh, I've, I've put some bad challenges in but that's a leg breaker so if anyone knows a leg breaker <laughs> yeah. it's going to be him so I don't think Pogba went in to hurt him I generally don't uh Poor touch, stretcher for the yeah. ball, it's the classic. So it is a red card, I think. Um, sorry, who was the tackle on again? Um, Neves. Neves. His reaction is what brought Mike Dean not to go and look at it. because if oh, you, A week later. Yeah, he took like a step or two, realised he wasn't getting the ball, then went down. So that looks like it's play acting. So yeah, was Mike, that. Mike Dean was the ref, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So he didn't want to go and then go to VR because it looked like play acting. He obviously went ahead and scored a goal, which um, was great finish by Greenwood, and the keeper should have done better. Yeah. But this is where VAR should have come in and said, "Look, you need to come and see this." Yeah, absolutely. Like, stop the game. You need to come and see this. And I watch a lot of rugby as well, and that's where v- um, TMO TMO will come in and say, "Look, you need to come and see this." The referee just stops the game and goes, "Yeah, okay." Yeah, I think I think VAR is a separate discussion, um, and it's something I wanted to actually I think highlight. Um, I just want to ask you thought and how you think it is currently but um but yeah like cricket and rugby have the sort of the video referee way way better than but football and novices aren't they it's only been mm. on a couple of seasons so they will get hopefully better at it but i agree that's a he has to go and look at that and someone needs to be saying i think this is clear and obvious or is there nothing there just to just to be like nah to the naked eye the referee you can give him a pass i think because it does happen quick i believe this, this this is the thing we're not governing off the naked eye anymore we're now governing off slow-mo 50 cameras yeah, you know what i mean so I, I think but if you've watched the game and you don't think it's a foul then okay no bother he looks like he's play acting he's gone on a couple of steps and gone down i i, I agree so, yeah so i don't think you can give it to the ref what you should do is the vr oh. sh- should have said look you you've got it wrong you need to come look at it that's so their their mandate is clear and obvious not like any feather touch i think that is clear and obvious yeah, you see the, the shin pad like just right. spins around inside his sock a few times. Well, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they got away with one. The, the the sort of timeless debate of whether the big teams get get one over the the minnows or the smaller clubs will forever rage on, and I think that is definitely one of them. That Man United have got away with one big time there. Both in Pogba not having a three match ban and getting three points where they didn't deserve it, but you just knew it was coming, didn't you? 
Yeah. But, um, it was just one of the games where somehow you knew they were going to score. And let's go to the goal scorer, Greenwood. Yeah. So the nice. the stat. Oh yeah, what's it? What is it? He's the he's the first teenager to get three goals in the first three games since God, as they call them, Robbie Fowler. Yeah, Robbie Fowler. Yeah. That's a bad stat, God. isn't it? Going back to the '93, ish there. Yeah. Because that uh, that sort of was it the. Uh, Adidas strip with the Adidas coming over the shoulder. The little, you remember that one? Yeah, the, the big, three. Was it the big candy shirt? Ah, I, was, I think it was. I yeah, good yeah. yeah. Robbie, Robbie Fowler and was he? Was he did he have his nose strap then or not? Was I that was that later on in his career when he had his nose strap? That was to help him breathe better, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so what he said must have been endorsed by somebody. Yeah, <laughs> got a mill for that. But yeah. I think he's got a huge career ahead of him. That's who we both tip for. Yeah. Uh, well, I did tip Sancho, but I think gladly. I think he's. Uh, He's going to be too old for it, so I'll go Greenwood now. So Greenwood, uh, but now I think it was yeah. He's got two good feet, and he's two a two properly. Do you know when you see somebody shake the ball like who's right footed and hit it right footed, and yeah. then left footed, they might catch it cleanly, but the technique doesn't look the same. Whereas mm. like there's certain players that have got total like De Bruyne can hit a ball perfectly with both feet, but Greenwood seems to have two. I wasn't even sure is he right footed or left footed. I don't even know. I, I don't know. Like he's so good. I, I keep forgetting how young he is as well. Yeah, great, great player. And one other point in this game is the uh, Tahir saves. I thought they were massively overrated. Like the first one, the double saves good. The first one was straight at him. The second one was on the floor. Anyway, he's got to go somewhere. Just <laughs> they were like, he's got to go somewhere. He's, he's like saved the game. I was like, wonder saves. I'm like, well, no. The first header was straight at him. Arguably, you should have caught it. And the second one, he's on the floor. And he yeah. jobs to stick an arm up, and he just happened to stick it where the player kicked. If anything, the player. Should have just oh, gone, got, should have got gone high. Yeah, got a score. Um, I do. I did like afterwards when Pogba said, um, "Oh, David was uh, was brilliant, like he always is." And then you go into the uh, into the studio, and as much as like Sunes hates Pogba, um, Roy Keane absolutely despises to hear. Don't he? He's just he can't wait to jump all over any error. <laughs> if he if that if that gets tapped in, mm-hmm. he'd have probably been saying, "Should have saved that first one. Should have caught it." Mm-hmm. Um, so. Which probably shouldn't be pushed. Is that what Keane said afterwards? Is it? Nah, just Keane. I just Keane. I think when they were talking about Ronaldo, he said that they've still got to make changes in goalkeeping areas. One of them. So yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, I think that was um, that was classic Man United of of old of nicking nicking. Excuse me, nicking three points where they really probably deserve nothing from the game. Agreed. Right, uh, West Ham Palace two two. Yeah, crazy. I think I'd said it was going to be two nil. I think I definitely didn't see Palace getting a point. No, um, not at all. But uh, what I did say is in the last podcast, just before we jumped off the Palace game, uh, the Palace preview game, I said Gallagher's going to be a big signing for them. Comes up he's on loan, isn't he? For this yeah, 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 yeah. He comes up with a brace. Mm-hmm. I like him a lot. Yeah, he's like he's, the he's like the non-blonde Todd Cadwell. He's got he's got that conference swagger about him. Like when he did his interview after the game, he's like stood there with his arms. Just he's beaming, wasn't he? As well, yeah, he's, he's got a point, but it was like as if they've won like four 0 The way he was smiling. But I suppose when you're on loan at a club, like you know, you're not he's not going to go to Palace long term. Yeah. So him is just like to put himself in the shop window, play some football. He's going to get some minutes. He scored some goals. Like his second goal was a good goal. It was a really good goal. His second goal. Yeah. That turn. Absolutely yeah, done. Second Dawson. one. Second one was a was a beauty. I've got down there. Second goal. Um. Antonio and Fornells, this Fornells, their their link-up player. Yeah, it's a good goal. That brilliant. And Antonio's uh, goal, where he hit off like the back of his head and his shoulder and, and all sorts. But when you inform, you get the look of the monster, don't you? 
He's uh, he's flying at the minute, Antonio. Though, like, he's a, he's a good straight to finish to finish it off. Like, um, he's just he's end, he started this season the way he ended last season because he went on a run of form last season where he scored in like six, seven games or something, or something like that. Oh, um, but now nah, he's he's playing really. They, they're a good side. They've got they've got like a lot of attacking talent. That's dropped points for West Ham. If they, yeah, I agree. If, if they want to be top, was it six? Top six. Yeah, I think they they they, they want to compete and like push to the next level. You've got to be. They've got to be three point games then. Yeah, if you lead twice at home against a side that are pretty average and have lost, and, and have lost, arguably the best player of last season, and Eze is still injured, um, and they've got a new manager, then yeah, you probably would say that's two points drop. And you know Palace struggling to score. Hear you, um, John Ayew. John Ayew, sorry, my mistake. He's the, he's their number nine, uh-huh. and he scored one goal in his last forty six games. Solid return. <laughs> You've asked Joe Linton. <laughs> hey, man, I think Joe Linton's even better than that. <laughs> I think so, probably. <laughs> and he's number seven, Joe Linton. Don't go Ah, uh, yeah, of course. Um, I Joe, yeah, I mean, and then they've got Ben Teke, who he's he's not exactly he's not exactly been um, scoring goals for fun, has he? Um, I don't know. He gets a job as a striker still. I know. Yeah, I thought Liverpool. His career has fell for cliff, didn't it? Yeah. Still plays with Belgium now and then. Crazy. Mental. Um, but yeah, good game. But I agree. West Ham, they'll, they'll feel it'll drop two points. Yeah, totally. Uh, Newcastle? Yes, go on then. We'll do this one quick, shall we? So I thought this was an awful first half from Newcastle. I don't think it was an awful game in general for Newcastle, but um, we played we played really, really badly first half. Like, we were terrible. And this is sort of classic Newcastle where we set up and we just seem to give the ball to the opposition no matter who we play. We could be playing Rochdale and they could have had the COVID outbreak and have four players on the pitch and we'd still have less possession than them. Um, so Newcastle had 36%. Is that what it was? 36% at, at home. At home against, you South see, home. relegation. Yeah, right. I wouldn't see fodder, but yeah. Right, rivals, that's certainly. Yeah. Oh, that's what we predicted anyway. Yeah, yeah. Jeanette, well, how's he missed that first one, eh? When he, when he goes when he goes over the bar like <laughs> it's surely easier should have done the Jack Grealish 100 million pound goal let it hit you and go in yeah. that's, how you, that's how you get 100 million pounds Jeanette right I know. let it hit you but if he wants to be worth that type of money he's got to just throw, like, just take, take it on the thigh like why not <laughs> exactly yeah just stick your thigh out but um, I thought Southampton looked good funny contrast from their first game where like it was a really sort of down beaten Hassan Hootel and he looked sort of is if he was sick because like you know they haven't signed, they've sold Danny Ings and all that sort of stuff. Whereas he's sort of regalvanised them. They he plays players in position. We don't. Like. Yeah. One one thing about Newcastle that our first goal was good. Yeah, it was a really good goal actually. Yeah, that. well, good it was well made. Yeah. Yeah, kick ball came across. Murphy put it in the box and Wilson with a diving header. Yeah, diving header, like Shearer esque. Diving headers are coming back and then he almost did like a Shearer esque. Um, celebration but then he brought his hand down as if almost oh like did he? Yeah. I didn't notice that actually as if he was going to get compared um, and then a strange substitution I, I don't know is he carrying a knock but he brought Joe Linton on for Wilson after 69 minutes I think he must be carrying and he didn't he didn't play midweek in the the Carabao Cup yeah. game so I thought like well, he's got to be carrying a knock which no one knows about for him not to play a full 90 minutes well I think that's in a game where we should be picking three points I think that is one of the problems with that's where Newcastle fans have frustrations with the lack of recruitment up top. We know we need replacement for Callum Wilson because you'll you'll never get more than thirty games a season out of him. Yeah. And by the looks of 
and St Maximum, you won't get 30 games out of him as well. So our best two players and our really our only two goal threats yeah. um, probably are going to at least spend a lot of time playing without one, the other one or sometimes in the season they won't be playing either them won't be playing like last season. So I, I, text you before, I text you before the game and I, and I said like how our, our depth in the bench shows you how, how weak we are. Yeah, like, I think we had Gale on the bench and, and he doesn't doesn't score goals. Oh, no, he does. He scores half full in the championship. Champ- he's a great <laughs> championship player. But uh, but yeah, if if you look at the, the, the bench that we that we had there, have you got it there? Let me bring it up one sec. Um, so we had... Um, maybe we have... We had Clark, Fraser, Gale, Gillespie, he's obviously a keeper, Hendrick, Joe Linton, Kraft, Lewis, Manquillo on the bench. No like if, you, if you see that squad, like you're not worried. Yeah, if you get past 60 minutes, you know they're bringing somebody on. It's not going to make a difference in the game. Yeah, totally. Ryan Fraser. To be fair, actually, Ryan Fraser had a good preseason. His first preseason in a few seasons, I was expecting to maybe involve a little bit more. But he brings him on in place of Almon, who he's already playing out of position, and then brings then Bruce brings on Fraser and plays him also out of position. We're playing wingers at right back and full back. We're playing Almiron is at the sort of a number eight in the middle of the park. We're playing Anderson Maximum is a straight a second striker instead of a winger. Yeah. Just play for, just we're defensively terrible anyway. Just play four three three and play Saint one one wing, Almiron the other wing, Wilson up top, three midfield. It's I just a squad screams at that for me. I don't understand yeah. why he's trying to shoot on this five and if you know if you're playing if we're playing three at the back and we're like Tuchel we're not conceding goals then fair enough but we're conceding <laughs> we play more defenders and concede more goals <laughs> exactly that's the bizarre thing like just have, just we are, we have more strengths going forward if you get I don't want to go into it because we could, could we go on a Newcastle podcast yeah, but it it's just so frustrating but I think that um, in the end the bizarre thing about this game is that it's two points dropped because look, we shouldn't have given that last goal away and we should have when we got the second oh penalties yeah I mean, how can you how how can you score a goal in ninety first minute and then <laughs> so win the game? Match of the day brought this up, so I'm not going to steal it as a, as a stat. But we, so after Maxman scored in the ninety first, ninety second minute, or whatever, uh-huh. and then Southampton obviously go on the attack to get the equaliser. We regain possession three times and give the ball back to them straight away. Yeah, so little composure. Yeah, but anyway, two two. We give away another penalty, and Bruce is a. A defender, that's one thing you should be able to teach us, Peter Hodder. Well, I think he's got to try and tackle. The cell's got to track tackle. He, if he gets, you know, if his heart, his legs half an inch longer, he might make the ball and then, and then it's a good tackle. But um, I, I'm not blaming the cells. He has to make that tackle. Imagine, imagine Adam Armstrong stealing a stealing two, stealing a point. It's in James's. I think the cells just got to make it anyway, just to stop that headline. But. um what the most worrying thing about this is is the fact that Southampton actually looked way better than Newcastle and that didn't for going down so yeah 2-2 two, two, probably a good game but not for Newcastle fans yeah Brighton Brighton Evan yeah Brighton um, so with this one Brighton looked like this. it just didn't click to, it had no rhythm it, yeah Brighton just didn't seem to I, mean, I think that it's, this was I've written down this is more, this is more classic Brighton in terms of the creative chances, the create good, good, maybe not like sort of shots on goal, but good opportunities in position to make chances, and they just weren't clinical. And it's this is sort of indicative of how they were last season mm. in terms of creating chances, but not actually finishing things off. And I wrote down Traore because I thought that he would be the perfect person to buy 
if they wanted to maximise creating chances but not taking them mm-hmm. they go and buy Troy from Wolves and then, <laughs> and just, then he can make even more chances and not take them because that's what I think that's Brighton I think just need ever just need if they're more clinical they'll win games but um, all in all I think decent result for Everton I thought it was a really good result for, for Everton especially for Rafa and uh, his uh, blockbuster sign and 1.7 million grey it again good yeah. goal eh yeah he took it really well great goal uh, Pickford good save yeah the one way goes one way I don't know yeah. why it's going that way for a start there was like two walls wasn't it because um, <laughs> Brighton had a wall Everton had a wall <laughs> I think some of the fans joined in <laughs> and it was just one of them ones that's obviously been working on the training ground yeah, so yeah. they went one way managed to stop it going in but I, that was a good save strong wrist I think it will be said about that strong wrist strong wrist one thing I'd, I'd, I'd like your opinion on Jan is the, the penalty to the pen uh-huh. where um, it was it was Coleman was coming in and he runs across Vol- is it, uh, Beltman, Beltman uh-huh. and it's a clever pen he knows what he's doing he's cutting across and like he's got hasn't got the chance to stop as a defender he goes down it's a pen but the bit that, which was interesting is like the argument that then happened afterwards did you see that yeah yeah with Charleston and uh, trying to, try to take the pen yeah so because Rafa said afterwards he's the number two penalty taker uh-huh. and Calvert Loon's number one so the players are trying to get the ball off him and uh, Townsend walks over to him <laughs> and knocks the ball out of his hand that's the only way they can get the ball off him now I like how Tan- Townsend did it pure sly though he didn't do it like as if he was done it but sort of ballsy he did it like by a fake hug he went <laughs> went to give him a cuddle and just popped the ball through his hand I love it wasn't it as he walked over to like I'm taking charge here it was like a sort of sneaky little come here mate I'll give you a quick hug and then push it out of his arm which I thought was quite clever I like that a lot actually do you think that's because I can't imagine Rafa ever like balking anyone but when someone's taking a pen you just want your thoughts to yourself and like yeah, the yeah. other team and the fans do enough and the occasion is enough to put you off anyway rather than your own teammate like not wanting to give you the ball I think I think Rafa is only really chilled about that because it's a 2 0 away win he will absolutely be delighted that they've got it but it wasn't at the time no. it's 1 0 that's, that's uh, so I think at the end so obviously yeah I, at the end <laughs> at the end of the game Obviously, it finished two 0 mm-hmm. He can say now, "Oh, yeah, it's fine. It's just lads, whatever." If that didn't doesn't go in, and he misses the pen, gets saved, and, and it's one one by the end of the game, then it may be a different Rafa talking about that because absolutely, that's got a sort of pile of pressure on you when you got the away fans or the home fans, as they say. Mm-hmm. You take a pen, which must be fairly sort of pressurized anyway, and then some numpties there saying, "Let me take it." Instead, you got to fight to get the ball, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I think one thing I, um, I was sort of on Twitter over the weekend, and Rafa is sort of slowly winning, winning the uh, Everton fans over, mm-hmm. which is um, which is I, which is good to see. But um, we're Rafa fans anyway. I liked him at the tune, so I wanted him to do well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Burnley leads one-one. I think this was throwback game, wasn't it? Yeah, tackles going in, physical game, two scrappy goals, like. You just needed that to be in two goal moves, which was just had mud everywhere and yeah, absolutely. One thing I did, what I did like, is I liked um, Rafinha for their equalising goal when he cut when he sort of does the step over and cuts inside Charlie Taylor. He puts Charlie Taylor onto his uh, on his backside. I think there's there's few sort of sights that are as uh, that good in football where you see somebody go round another player mm-hmm. and then they fall over because it's like <laughs> they've been done so much. It's been but Rafinha is there. He, he's their little sort of talisman. He's brilliant, isn't he? So, but um, 
Burnley were good again actually first half they were all over yeah. at least to be fair they, as everyone sees they're going to go down but they played well but I know we 1-1 one, one is what it yeah. was wasn't it um, correct me if I'm pronouncing this wrong Tarf- Tarf- Tarkovsky Tarkovsky sorry yeah. do you think he could play in a bigger team because he always seems, do you think he looks better because he's playing with no, but I think Premier West Ham wanted him last season. That they tra- they were talk- but they wanted fifty million for him. Burnley. Well, Burnley were trying to pay for themselves for the next twenty years by <laughs> selling Tarkovsky. But I think they wanted fifty million for him. Hey, ben White's worth fifty million. Yeah, well, I guess so. But he's a ball player, isn't he? Ben White. <laughs> uh, but now I, th- I think he's, he's he could play at a high level. I don't think he'd be top six, but certainly a uh, West Ham for fifty million. <laughs> um, Spurs game, yeah. So this game was it was a bit boring. You just like yeah, it wasn't much kind of. I've written down Son. Um, you see so many of those that kind of free kick with the back back stick that the keeper is like yeah, it, that free kick. You, you, I could see where it was gone before I even took it. Yeah, and I, I don't know why I just had a feeling it was just going to drift in. It was one of them goals where it makes the keeper look silly. But the keeper's expecting that touch. Head out eye, so he just gets it, but then he goes past him by. He's got to gamble by waiting so long, but he waits so long. It yeah. in, so like he's gambled and, and did nothing. Yeah, Kane he had a few chances, didn't he? He'll score goals, only. Harry Kane, course, really just looked a little bit off. I thought. I know he yeah, got a couple game. mid midweek, but um, just looked generally off. And because without being his first game back at home, I, didn't you, you come off the bench? Aye. I don't know if he came off the bench last week, didn't he? For like 12 minutes or something, didn't he? Mm-hmm. But certainly his first start. Uh, Tanganga looked good. Um, I think he's going to be great him. Yeah, Give him fair. another couple of seasons. He's, he's going to be great. But Watford, Sissoko, 3 million. Yeah, goodbye that. 32 year old, loads of energy. Mm-hmm. He's a powerful ball carrier when, when he gets going and, yeah, he's, yeah. and he's motivated. Like Again, someone who we watched at Newcastle a lot and on his day, he was. I don't want to say on his debut, remember his debut when he blasted past Ashley Cole? We won 3 2 at St James's against uh, Chelsea. And he absolutely, he ran, he was like Gareth Bale esque. You know when Gareth Bale runs off mm-hmm. the pitch in that, uh, in that Copa del Rey final? Yeah. He learnt that from Sissoko. Yeah. Uh, so well, I remember one season Sissoko had the record, a highest um, recorded sprint in a game. He was quick, like. Yeah, so when he wants to be, when he's motivated, like, the guy can. Can power on and, and, and cover some grass, and, he, and he's he's a more rounded player. He, when we had him, Pardew played him wide right, which is bizarre, and everyone was saying he's a centre midfielder. But he did he sort of just wasn't as composed in the ball. But he's certainly become a better player at Tottenham. So I think it's a really good sign in that. It's amazing what a good manager can do, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, um, Villa Brentford. Yeah. Um, Tony gets his first goal. Fairly sort of good good finish. I don't know what's, how it sort of popped across the box to him in, from from that position, but. Solid goal that um, Buendia's goal I liked. Um, he puts it in the top corner. Matty, yeah. Matty Cash's run on the out. I don't know if both defenders go Matty Cash's run and like they both like just give him so much space. In my notes, I've got great goal. Should have laid it off because yeah. I, I was watching. I was like, give me, give me, give me, and I was like, ah. Fair but it's the perfect decoy run because both defenders like are like straight that way with Matty Cash mm-hmm. instead of like going. Neither of them stick with the ball, and he obviously has a bit of time. Confused me. In. I thought you should have done that. So, Villa, I've, I've wrote down, I think this is two points dropped. Because I know you tipped them for the next couple of seasons to become like a, a, a big, yeah. big club. Did you say top? Well, I, I thought I, I, I tipped them to have a bit of a run at the top six, but mm-hmm. being a bit of a slow start, hasn't it? But, so, I agree, the, the decent team, and if they're going to get even top eight, they're the type of teams you've, you've got to be beating. Mm-hmm. And I know 
Brentford like, we still don't really know where they're going to be in the in the Premier League. Uh, you tend to go down, didn't you? Yeah, I think they'll be all right. Brentford, they score, they score goals, but that that they still could be in the honeymoon period though, where everything's great and everyone's really excited, and then they get ripped apart one game, and all of a sudden, yeah, that's fair. I think that that um, the conceding of that goal is sort of is what will be their downfall if they don't survive this season for whatever reason. Or if they don't have as good a season as they could do, but that, I mean, they shouldn't concede that goal. I think there's two there's two defenders there. No one really gets out of the ball. They both go with the run out and they get to the top bag. So, um, and I think last we've got Norwich. Oh, one uh, thing actually that 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 do you see the disallowed goal when he kicks out the keeper's hands? See that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be disallowed. It's a real because he, he throws it in the air. Mm-hmm. He's not even control the ball. It's like he he. Um, Emi Martinez likes to kick it the sort of sideways, like cut yeah. across the ball. Um, so he throws it right up. Is that a, is that a game? Is that a if you want to get pelted, you can get the ball and pats off. You like because he just runs in, just like takes it away, doesn't he? Yeah, he throws it in the way. He just takes it away. It's not as long as the keeper has the ball in two hands. It's but that's the thing. He's thrown up in the yeah. air. So so I so part of me thinks that should be a rule where we allow that. I think if your team scored it. Everyone's screaming that's a goal. If your team concedes it, you're like, absolutely not. Yeah, fair. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe it's more pressing than VAR things to go to FIFA with rather, but, than, but, rather than that. But then if you give that goal, that could change rules and there'll be people diving to keepers. <laughs> <laughs> like charging down a rugby. <laughs> uh, and then Norwich Leicester. I don't know how this has got last. I thought it was quite a bit in this game, but um, mm-hmm. we've put it last. Vardy's goal, good goal. Pereira. He'll be a miss for them. I don't know, what, I don't know why he went off. Sort of nine minutes in, but he absolutely made that first goal. I felt sorry for that young lad who, um, uh, Brandon Williams, is it Williams ah, or William? Brandon Williams, who, who uh, yeah, came yeah. on loan from United because he was to blame for that first goal, wasn't he? Where he, yeah. he played the ball, and, heavy. yeah. And the second one, I know we're jumping to the end of the game, but he he should have been back over covering that all Brighton, who's yeah, all Brighton, yeah, doesn't get off fast enough, does he? So, yeah, I thought he, he, had, no a, man's land. he had a bit of a nightmare, and I know everyone's got to, got to learn, but yeah. Felt sorry for the kid in his first ten minutes in home debuts. Still better than Matt Ritchie as a left back, though. I'll say that much. Yeah, I take him. Uh, so Chu would be a concern for me as Leicester fans. Uh, if I, he was brilliant last season and and he's given the ball away quite a few times, and actually a little shout out to one of our pals I was chatting with um, as we watched match of the day. Um, he was saying that maybe he's a kind of player that might need. Um, Johnny Evans-esque kind of player, a really established sort of centre-half next to him, because since it's been Sionchu and that Amati at centre-back, mm-hmm. he's definitely not been as good a player. Um, it's quite bizarre to see Vestergaard, they spent 50 million on Vestergaard from um, Southampton, but haven't played him centre-back yet, and they're playing Amati, who's a midfielder at centre-back, which is a bit weird to me, and they conceded quite a few goals since the start of the season, so... But I would be concerned a little bit by Sionchu, because he certainly doesn't look anywhere near what he was last season. Yeah. which was brilliant so and then the, lastly the Madison miss is a former Norwich player and from the, I think it's the sort of from the core he just misses the target like, yeah. he's obviously he they, they bought him from Norwich a few seasons ago so he'd have been desperate to score as well and then did you see that um, the the VR where they give Cantwell as as, um, as uh, he's offside offside 
and Farke was giving the interview afterwards. He said, "Oh, Schmeichel's ten inches taller than him. You can see, <laughs> see over the top of him." And they go, Schmeichel like seven foot tall. It's like Tyrion Lannister. It was. Uh, I did like that because he was like, "What you just see over the top?" Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's ten inches taller, so you can just be offside if you're short. You yeah. stand for. They're going to keep us doing if you're a short guy. That's it. Just put a full back there. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, harsh on them, but um, I'm delighted because I hope Norwich go down because I want Newcastle to not go down, and I think they will be there or thereabouts with us. I know. So. It's whenever you see like another relegation team, like I hope they get big because it's yeah, it's <laughs> awful, isn't it? Like, yeah. I, I don't want all the big teams to always win, but when they're playing the middles, that could be in the relegation battle. Then I'm delighted if they win. So. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, that's everyone. Good. I think a good game of weekend, like good, good sort of good, good games this weekend. Yeah, totally. I enjoyed it, and. Uh, now we've got the the break going into the international, so yeah, let's grab a, another drink and talk some national football. Let's do it. Okay, any other business? Um, I think we'll start with the England squad. Yeah. Any surprises? I thought Greenwood would get uh, called up. Quite surprised he didn't. What of the the three performances? Three games? Yeah. Yeah. So it would only mean two games when, when the squad was announced. Yeah, but he was he was in involved in the squad previously. Mm hmm But obviously he had that thing in Ice, Iceland, didn't he? When he was Correct, uh, yeah. him in Foden War. That was a was an awful video that wasn't it. Yeah. Well one thing interesting though, I've read um Southgate's come out and said he's not gonna put him in the under twenty one squad, he's gonna look after him and make him and bracket to international superstar. Well, that's by not picking. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> these days. That's um, that's what he's doing with John Joe Shelby. Isn't he? <laughs> um, but I would I would say that's the re I would, I thought it was more that rather than performances. Is he mature enough? Is 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 there sort of how is he around like the the squad at United and stuff? And, Seeing it's more of his character than he's playing. I don't know, I just I couldn't understand why he wouldn't get called up. He's really versatile, can play sort of wide in either area. He's a looks to me to be a proper striker, good movement and that great finisher. Then maybe he's just not needed right now in the squad. He's not gonna get minutes. There's about twelve players that will be needed from the squad, so it's just a bit do you know what I mean? It's a yeah, bit bizarre. I, I <clears throat> Banford obviously got called up. But then as we were recording this, um Calvert Lewin's just pulled out with a uh, Twisted sock, <laughs> broken toe. Bro broken toe. We, we do believe there's something along them lines. So that only leaves Kane and Bamford as the two recognised strikers yeah. in the squad. So if he pulls, if he selects a third, third striker, does he go Greenwood? Probably. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. goes who, Greenwood. Who else would get a, would be mentioned for Danny Ings, Callum Wilson? After that, you look at you. I don't say you screw up the barrel, but you're struggling to. There's not many strikers. Oh, like Watkins is he? He's in the squad. Come up, he's in the squad. He ha hasn't played much. No. Obviously, he's been injured, so maybe he won't be. But there's just not many English strikers that like, just roll off the tongue now. Where there's like years gone by watching England play, there was always like a queue of strikers waiting for them. Yeah. Go, but it's just yeah players that should that players that would have played like Ian Wright, for instance, would have played a load of games had he not been yeah. playing in a different era with like. Shields, England's right. Yeah, you look back to the likes of like uh, so the the nineties and the nineties was hard to, to get it. You mentioned Ian right there, players like Fowler and Andy Cole and Phillips, like all these. Andy Cole never played for England at all, did he? Hardly. 
eight single. I'm sure it was single figures. But That's yeah, mad, isn't all that? these like players who were legendary in the prem, because uh-huh. it was just SAS, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. The yeah, Shearer was pretty much too dominant then. Sheringham. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but I think um, uh, I think that they would probably go Greenwood because they probably think that. Mm-hmm. Um, Cavalier would have started Andorra. I would expect. I do. To be fair, we're seeing there's not there's not a huge amount of talent. I do think Cavalier's proper proper the real deal. I think he's a generally really really good centre forward. Yeah, uh, and he's also different to Kane. That when you need someone you chuck on, if you want to hump the ball long and just the last five minutes and get it, he can win things in the air. He's really good in the air, so uh, he's he's a bit different. Yeah, I wasn't taking it away from the, the them players. I spent there wasn't like a long list like yeah, the, yeah. the players at the top. Obviously, are incredible to be playing for international level. There's just not that long list. Is and the Kane drop off is like dramatic, isn't it? Yeah, the Kane drop off to like Calvert Lewin. Even though I think Calvert Lewin is really good, mm-hmm. and I think like Watkins, I think Watkins is good and Bamford like is good. But I do think I think bizarrely, I think both Watkins and Bamford for me are below yeah. Danny Ings and yeah. and Carl, and um, Carl Wilson. I think yeah. they're better strikers. I, I know we're two fans as we keep saying, but I think if Wilson's played for a squad, if he wasn't as injury prone and got like a, a run at a top six or top eight squad, he'd get more, more. Yeah, he's got a few caps, hasn't he? And yeah, he's he just he can't put together a full season. He'll still score ten plus goals easily in a, in mm-hmm. a poor Newcastle team. Um, this season, Danny Ings is another one who scores goals for fun. So. Um, I would I would like to see them ahead of Bamford. It's all yeah, with Bamford. For me, Bamford plays in a side that is just geared to try and attack and score goals, and it's just it's very good. Ho, you will score goals on that side. So, yeah, I think Greenwood's next on the list, but I would have players above Bamford. Per, yeah, I, I think Wilson's a more and better striker. Yeah, and personally, and Danny and Danny as well. Yeah. Okay, uh, and next, any other business? So the big the big man, eh? Yeah, the big man. Cristiano Ronaldo yeah. is going to Man City. He's going to Man City. It's, it's everywhere. He's been offered. It's been offered. And then, from what we believe, Alex Ferguson hears that. Says, "I'm having literally none. picks up the phone. I'm having none of that." Yeah. Puts down his glass of whiskey and says, "Right, <laughs> Cristiano, sunshine." Probably finishes his wee nip first. Yeah. There's absolutely no chance. Yeah. Yo, in blue. And apparently. Patrice Evra, Rio Ferdinand. Um, I'm not sure how much of influence um, Fletcher had, but Darren <laughs> Fletcher was on the phone as well. Um, there was a couple of other was it alumni or sort of former United players <laughs> who were on the blower too. Apparently, there was yeah. this was, was sort of a, the old United sort of team pull, the- pulling together to be like it can. I, I generally think that that City, uh, sorry, United have signed Ronaldo back. Well, so the Nettles and like Dennis Irwin and <laughs> Nicky Butt and David May was on that. <laughs> David May, what was it, Ronnie Johnson? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so if if you're younger and you don't know what we're talking about here, just go and look at when they they, they won the the Champions League and David May. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I uh, so there was, uh, but apparently what there was like uh, certainly Evra, Rio, and Fletcher were, were said to be involved. Um, or at least to be on the phone to him Fergie had phoned him many times so I think it's gone like they he's been offered to a certain amount of teams mm-hmm. 
Kane deal hasn't been going through at City. So City have said, well, we need a striker. Let's pull the trigger on this one. And then United have been like, oh, well, we want him as well. So do you think City said no? Or do you think United just came no, and that? I think, I think my United definitely said, we, we'll have him. And we obviously, that's why he's gone there. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but for him not to go to City. <laughs> <laughs> just turned to one Monday morning. <laughs> I'll play for you now. <laughs> But I mean, like, do you think City just couldn't get the deal done, or they decided they didn't want him from the go to Man United? No, I think Man United weren't interested, and I think if he'd gone to, if he'd gone to PSG, if he'd gone to somewhere else in Spain, if he'd gone to somewhere else other than anybody in the Premier League, probably certainly City. If he'd gone anywhere else, I think he'd have gone. If Barcelona were said we're going to buy him, and he was happy to to go to Barca, I don't think Man United would, would be involved. I honestly think the club has gone. We can't allow this. Yeah, which sounds bizarre, but I just that's what I think. I don't think they've signed them because like they think that um, they desperately need Cristiano Ronaldo. I don't think. I think he's a great sign. I think he's a great sign because we put this one on the polls of the Insta, and um, this one was like got three or four thousand people on it, and. Uh, this yeah. one came back as 80% of people said that Ronaldo's a good sign. So, so there's, there's a few things to say at this. So, I'm sort of... I read some of this on Twitter and I heard some of this in other sort of outlets and, and whatnot. But I think... So, Juve had won the league seven years beforehand. Mm. And then they signed Ronaldo to win the Champions League don't win the Champions League he scores 81 goals I think or something like that or 83 goals or something over a couple of seasons but they didn't win the league in those seasons they'd won it seven years in a row before Ronaldo arrived really? I'm pretty sure that's the case yeah of five, six, seven something like that so they won it multiple times in mm. a row they signed Ronaldo and they didn't win the league again I think they didn't win it this season on the Conte mm. And they've geared the side up to fit Ronaldo. Are they playing their best players? And are, are my United now going to do that? But then, do you think United's just come in like saying, look, we haven't won the league for so many years now? I, I don't know how many years it is, but it's, it's a few since since the team, since Man United actually came back and won. Uh -huh. Do you think, yeah, like, look, if we can get Ronaldo, he can help us win the league just to get like some status back in English football? Because like, the, the joke's been for years now, how many years since United have... Yeah. Because what, it's gone to Chelsea, it's gone to... City, it's gone to even Liverpool, Leicester, like that's yeah. And they just like going, look, we know Ronaldo's only going to be here for a year, for two two seasons. The players like like Greenwood, um, Rashford, they're all going to become better players for being around them. I think off, I think it does a few things off the field that keeps a legacy of a legend, mm -hmm. that one of the best ever. You know, they've had best and stuff like that, and then you've now got arguably one of the best ever that have played for them it, it keeps that reputation just solely theirs rather than going to City I think obviously it does a huge amount merchandise wise to an already huge brand mm -hmm. um, and it adds a very good and like lethal sort of finisher into the side so how's he fitting to the team then? Just, I think he plays up top and they give this team to him it's bizarre though if, if you watch the Euros I don't know how much of the Euros you saw Glenn but like the Euros Fernandez and Ronaldo, I don't think they're compatible that much. But Ronaldo still was top goalscorer in the Euros. Five goals. But Fernandez 
was half the player. He got hooked off. He didn't start my game, I think, later on in the, in the competition. He got hooked off as well a few, a few times, looking like he was basically not doing much because I don't think they, they sort of... I, I, I said it before, I don't think Ronaldo was a signing for City. I don't think he was the answer. I think the, the, the carry came was a better fit. I know you were saying so, you know, he scores goals and wins games. So, but, but I also said that I can't see how how he fits in. Yeah, I just I just think uh, he's like a sort of poison chalice. He's so good, but you need to gear up towards Ronaldo in a sense because he's not going to do all the dirty work. He's not going to do all the graphing and the pressing the same way that sort of certain teams would want to, you know, certainly Pep's teams like you do. So, but look, we're talking about him as in a negative. He's arguably one of the greatest players to ever play the game. We're like, I'm not sure he's a good signing. Is this? Does that conversation even? Doesn't even. I know it sounds mad, doesn't it? It sounds mad, but I, I like just you hold him up there with like the the Pelés, Maradona, like you mentioned, George Best, Messi, Ronaldo. Like he's up there with them conversations. Like I'm not sure he's a good signing. Like <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Well, he's 36 now, and he's certainly not the player that, that United had when they sold him to Real Madrid. He was the sort of running with the ball, dynamic, just powerhouse player. He's now this fox But Ronaldo's got lots of lots of people that can run with the ball. I think they need that finisher. Yeah, no, I agree. There's an argument to say that they need somebody who just puts the ball in the box and clearly... Is he going to be an improvement to Martial up front? <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> he's going to be an improvement to Martial up front. So, yeah. But if someone drops out, who's who's now... You know, if you're playing Greenwood up top... He's, uh, I don't think he's not going to start in the middle. No, if, you've got, if you've got Ronaldo on, on five hundred grand a week for two years, he up front. He's your starting centre forward. Yeah, so that that so Sancho is seventy odd million, so he's gonna have to start on on the wing. Oh, well, Van der Beek was forty million. <laughs> he's not played all, all season, so <laughs> he's the most expensive guy who carries a bag of balls around. <laughs> so you, you're left with the other wing, which what Rashford? Yeah, Rashford. He's obviously not fit at the minute, but so Green Greenwood might go up there. Yeah, I'm just thinking like when everyone's firing fit, so. Greenwood now but if you're Martial would you not be looking for a transfer bit late in the day isn't it he's got about what about 23 hours <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I don't think Martial's got a future at United anyway he'll be off probably next he'll not get past two transfer windows maybe not maybe not the winter but he'll get, certainly the summer he'll be away mm -hmm. and he, he won't be anywhere he'll be some half decent side across the Europe but he'll, he'll not play them Sort of club like my United again, I don't think. But plus, you know, he's got um, Cavani as well. Right? Yeah, well, they've got exactly. They've got the aged, sort of aging and sort of. <laughs> they've, got the, they've got the aging and the aged and the <laughs> young. <laughs> yeah, well, they've got and the disinterested in Martial. All bases covered. Um, they've got somebody in Cavani who is already very adept at in the box. Put the ball on a, in, in there, and his movement is sensational. Ronaldo's be, has, has become somebody like that. He he's, could be actually the player. Who's, sorry, he could be the player who actually loses the most minutes. So you talk about Greenwood, Cavani. Yeah, because oh yeah, because Greenwood can go and adapt and play on the wing because he can yeah. still run. <laughs> but Cavani was brought in to be that sort of poacher. You don't have to run too much. Get in there, just put the ball in there. But Ronaldo's obviously going to be ahead of him. Yeah, and they're not oh. going to change the play two up top because who does that anymore except Burnley yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. maybe Ronaldo should go so what Glenn's saying is Ronaldo and Chris would up top and Sean Dyche wins the league <laughs> yeah um, but now I, I, I agree it probably means that Cavani isn't going to play too much footy hmm. not that he has at the minute anyway because I'm sure he's injured again but 
Um, yeah, I, is it about a signing? No, I don't think so. But is it a signing born out of United? Were Man United tapping up Ronaldo's team saying, come play for us again, you're the missing piece? I don't think so. I think some they said, City fancy us. What are you saying? And yeah. Man United were like, we're not having that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're probably right with that. And Ronaldo's first game... Oh, would be, wouldn't it? Newcastle. Like, it's got the the Ronaldo hat-trick wrote all over it. Can you imagine him running rings around the cells? And I saw him. Emil Kraft. Emil Kraft, bless him. I saw Ronaldo live at Old Trafford, actually, when that, I was fairly intoxicated, but I'm pretty sure it was a 2-0 win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he scored, actually, but he hit the post a couple of times, but he was unbelievable to watch live. Um and yeah I, I would fear the worst than that yeah that's good yeah it's, it's not looking good Paul Dummett will be straight through the back of him <laughs> let him, let him Bruce will be saying let him know, let him know that you're there early yeah. <laughs> he has to get near him first <laughs> yeah fair the only way he's get close to him is in the tunnel <laughs> Paul Dummett sent off before them no they don't do that anymore because the team's come out separately don't they <laughs> Uh, Paul Thomas running straight after him <laughs> while the kids even kicked off. <laughs> oh yeah, that'll be that'll be brutal. But um, yeah, it's exciting. It's it makes the league better. It's great for the Prem overall. Absolutely, like, yeah. Premier League, like this year is one of the most exciting Premier Leagues for the crowds being back, like uh, and the fact that it's not like a two horse race or even a one yeah, horse race. Yeah. There's like four teams going for the, the yeah. title right now. Well, really, only two because it's going to be City or Chelsea. But I know what you mean. <laughs> It's like a fake four horse race. Yeah. There's only really two of them to win it. But four of them are also there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Arsenal. It's great. Um, and the other, obviously the other massive news is um, Mbappe. So £171 million is now being uh, bid um, by Real Madrid. Which is crazy money to think they could just sign him next week for nothing. Next week, sorry, next year for nothing. Um, but yeah, £171 million and... PSG have are yet to um, to sort of give a response to that. See, if I'm Mbappe, I'd, if he's just going for the money and getting a percentage of the transfer fee, then fair enough. But I just think playing for one year in that PSG team with Messi, Messi and Neymar, yeah. like it's literally like the Harlem Globetrotters of like football. Like just one year to see what they can do, and just to write potentially history and I don't want to sound cheesy but like football and memories and they say when you retired it's the memories it's not the bank account though I'm sure it does help <laughs> just to have that one season of them three playing up top yeah I, I agree with that because I don't um, think Mbappe's going to go and fix Real Madrid by himself in years no he's just this, this, the same sort of it's classic Real Madrid this is just trying to buy the best players in the world at the time they've, they've always gone and they're the Galacticals for that reason aren't they but um, yeah I agree with you I would and everyone is desperate for him to stay I, for, I personally think that most of sort of football neutrals are desperate for him to stay because they want to see Mbappe um, Neymar and Messi because it would be interesting to see how like how many people actually watch French football this year oh it will skyrocket it just because Messi's gone in there I mean he's debuted there didn't he come off the bench yeah it came off the last 20 minutes or something, wasn't it? Show you money. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and Batby, if you're listening, just, just hang around for for another season and then you can go 
Yeah, and also retweeted some of bios <laughs> as well. Um, but I, I think, I think he will probably stay. I think because. PSG don't need the money. Anybody else would be like, take 171 million because he's out of contract next season. But PSG are like, what's 171 million to us? So, um, which is great. And again, it's nuts. If surely somebody needs to be telling Real Madrid that he, so Mbappe is a Real Madrid fan, big fan of the club, wants to go there anyway. So they both want each other. Surely Real Madrid just should just be like, you know, in his ear now, like, we're definitely going to sign you next season. We'll give you a massive, massive salary because obviously. We're not paying 170 million for you, and then just go and spending 100 million on some like buy Harry Kane as well. Like you know what I mean? Like it's why spend 171 million on a player that you could get next year for free? Just spend some of that money now on somebody else, mm-hmm. and then get him for free next year. Like you just go buy Haaland for like 100 million, and then spend the rest. Then you've got 70 million to still spend on wages for. And but you know what I mean? It just it just doesn't make sense to me. Like just. Yeah. For, especially for a club that apparently have no money, they're spending a huge amount. Like, if anyone's taught someone of the club with no money, we'll tell you what it's like <laughs> to have no money. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we've got no money, but we're going to bid 171 million for this this player. Probably paying about over like I, I think. I think that PSG are still paying off the um, the Monaco transfer for Mbappe as well. They've still got a couple of scores of money to spend, I believe, hard to pay back. So, is he going to go to Real Madrid next no. No, I don't think PSG need the money, so we'll keep them. Yeah, it'd be good to see him there for a year, won't it? Yeah. I've just heard a whisper of this one. Um, Traore, um, Spurs looking at him for 40 million. I know, yeah. And he's obviously got managed by um, Nuno. Nuno. I can't see that happening. It caught me a bit surprised when I read that. I, have... I just can't see why he would, why they would do that. Like, he's not... Like... Surely Bergvine, yeah, he's not got the pace of like a Traore, but surely Bergvine has a more end product. Lucas has more end product. Why go and... But then maybe he... Because, what, he's managed him for two or three seasons or whatever yeah, it was? Yeah, well, a few seasons. Aye, he's been three in the Premier, a couple in the Championship as well, so... So he's going to know what he can do more as a player, so maybe he's looking to bring him in to pro- provide um, Son and... Kane. And Kane. Well, maybe... He's he... not going to bring him... He's not going to play him in a sort of the direct attacking role, which he's getting more now in Wolves, because he's... He's proven he kind of finished his breakfast. <laughs> I think um, I think he probably gets brought in as a sub, probably in the bench. I would think. I think in, in his. I mean, to be fair, that's when he was at his best when he came off the bench for a Jota. Mm-hmm. But now he's playing starting games. Uh, it's exciting to watch starting. But when you think about it, if you're if you're um, you know back four and you've had like. Son at you for yeah. like 70 minutes and then you bring Traore on where you're absolutely hanging aye I suppose like what Southgate was doing with Grealish and the Euros wasting them aye <laughs> <laughs> alright well we'll see if that one happens um, other you... things other things I thought I'd just mention Bayern Munich they won they, were, they beat um, I can't actually remember who they, they played in the in the cup they won 12-0 um, I missed this one, so I'll have to leave you to. Well, it's, uh, yeah, it was, it's like they're they're equivalent of the FA Cup, I guess, and they won twelve nil with this sort of. Um, I mean, they're playing a lower league team, but surely after like ten, you just like. I think that's why. Um, um, Lewandowski. No, he didn't play. But no, no but do you think that's why he's looking for maybe a new challenge because it was it eight or nine seasons now they've won the the Bundesliga. 
like they're beating teams twelve. Even when you don't see that happening in the FA Cup and the where t- teams get double uh, figures. Yeah. Like, do you think he's just looking for new challenges, getting boring? Like you probably. Yeah. Well, the, well, the next game they won five nil against. Um, oh, so at least it was a challenge. Uh, and he scored another hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> another yet another hat trick. So, but yeah, that uh, the one thing about the 12, 12 nil is that uh, Chupa Moting, remember him from um, Stoke a few years ago. Who, sorry, Chupa, Chupa Moting. So he was at Stoke, and then he went to PSG, best agent ever. You got, you went, he was at relegated Stoke, Chupa Moting, and okay. then he went to PSG um, <laughs> on a free, and then from PSG had a couple of seasons there, and then went to Bayern. He scored five and assisted. No, sorry, he scored four and assisted two. No, I scored five and assisted two. Um, but I so <laughs> Chupa Moting, who was went down with Stoke and was like come off the bench, is now like sort of maybe Real Madrid should look at him then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And see one. Um, and I think any other business. One other thing. Obviously, we saw Bruno um, Fernandez get booked this this um, this weekend for sort of descent and just being a whinge, basically. And we saw Richarlson with a face like a slap backside for not being able to take a pen. And I wanted to ask you, who is the Premier League's biggest sulk? The biggest sulk? Well, it's it's got to be one of those two, surely. Like they are there. Richarlson is right up there, like that was like throwing your your toys out the pram moment, wasn't it? Like, yeah, big time. Like I want to take the pen. He's celebration afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, like just boom and yeah, just ran towards the corner just to show it. Like, I'm here, but the biggest sulk. Like I might just be saying this because I'm a, a Newcastle supporter, but Steve, if anyone wants to laugh, watch any of Steve Bruce's um, post-match interviews. He'll complain about the ref, VAR, say we didn't the get weather. the the weather, didn't get the rub of the green, blame the direction of the wind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's always something to blame except his tactics. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think I think it would be him. Do you reckon? Yeah. I, I, I reckon, I mean, Bruno's up there with just, he's definitely a winger. But, um, well, Solskjaer, he, he complained, you know, when um, when, when he said there's going to be loads more injuries because the tackle started going in, so. Wasn't maybe, complaining when Popper got me with, uh, with a straight red one. Yeah, he? maybe he's trying to do the Ferguson thing, you know, where he just always blames the oh, refs. Oh, the main games, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. It worked. It did work, yeah. The leg breaker didn't get picked up. Uh-huh, exactly. There you go. Straight out of the Fergie handbook. So you reckon you reckon that, that uh, Steve Bruce is a bigger sulk than Bruno? Yeah. Closely followed by uh, Ollie. Though he'll be pretty chuffed he's just sat around the hold <laughs> up. Yeah, so. we'll see him. Yeah. I'll give it to Bruce. Bruce has got plenty more to sulk about than, <laughs> than Ollie has. But uh, that's it, I think, for... Any other business? Else. Yeah, I reckon we're done. Okay, cool. Okay, so there we go. We've got game week three wrapped up. We've got the transfers discussed for this week. Uh, quick look at the the England uh, squad. We also had the sulk of the week, Jan. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, Ronaldo, Return of the King, though you're not quite sure, maybe Return of the Prince or yeah. the, not, I was going to say the pauper, but definitely, <laughs> it's not, a pauper, like. definitely not a pauper on half a mill a week, but 
Okay, so uh, next week, what we're going to talk about, we've got the obviously the England internationals coming up, so we've got two big internationals to discuss in detail, because I think you'll probably see two different teams, do you reckon? Yeah, I was going to say, not two big internationals, Andorra, kind of class of the big international, but uh, yeah, we'll see some changes, I think, for, for that Andorra game. And then we're going to be doing a transfer roundup, so we're going to give each each club the rundown, we're going to go through who's come in, who's gone out, and then we're going to grade each club uh, on how they've done in the transfer window and talk about how the transfers are going to have an impact on their team. Uh, so yeah, we've got a big big week coming up. If we could also remind everybody to have a have a look on our Twitter account. So Jan, the Twitter at the Dad FC Pod is the Twitter handle. So yeah, Janis is running our Twitter handles, our Twitter page, I should say. So go along and if you want to agree, disagree with Janis or anything that he said, go and speak to Jan on Twitter. Uh, I'm on the Instagram, which is at the Dad FC Football Podcast. That's where we're doing all our our uh, polls, and that's where we've been getting a few thousand people involved every week. Uh, it's been voting on the the likes of Lukaku and Ronaldo. So we'll be doing some more polls next week. So make sure you follow us on Instagram. If you haven't already, please do subscribe to whatever platform you're using, whether it's Spotify, Anchor FM, all the different other pages, Google, uh, Apple, we're still waiting for that one to go live on there. So whichever whatever pod- podcast platform you're using, please do do make sure you subscribe so you get all the episodes coming through. If we could ask anyone to do a huge favour, any of your friends who follow football, send the, send this, uh, the podcast along to them, because uh, the, the, the listeners have been going up every single week, so we've been getting loads of positive feedback. So thank you for every single person for downloading. Thank you for everyone who subscribed. Please share. Have a great week, and we'll look forward to talking to you next week about some more football and some transfers. Jan? Okay, let's do it next week. Yeah, thanks, man. Speak to you all soon.